Hey, this is DJ 5 You're listening to the Feedback Podcast with Back and Jamie. What up, everybody? This is Back with the Feedback Podcast, episode number 74. And I'm really excited. I'm pumped up because I just came back from the podcast movement uh, in Fort Worth that was last weekend. And it's huge, man. The podcast community is huge. There was about 1,200 people there. Uh, all the best podcasters were there. People actually make a living doing this. Uh, and I got to meet John Lee Dumas from uh, Entrepreneur on Fire, Pat Flynn from a Smart Passive Income podcast. Roman Mars was there from 99% Invisible. Uh, Sarah Kinnick from Serial Podcast, Mark Marin, uh, Lou Mangello, Daniel J. Lewis. If these names don't ring a bell to you, look them up because these guys are really making things happen and have great shows and great content that I think uh, you all appreciate. Also, a big shout out to all the podcasters out there. And as far as the feedback podcast goes, uh, I'm ready to take you to the next level. There's so many things I want to do with this now. I learned so much while I was at this conference. So make sure you stay tuned. I also want to give a big shout out to all my listeners, all my subscribers. Thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. And I hope you stick around. Now, I just want to take a second and remind everybody why I do this and why this is important. Uh, I'm a strong believer that there's more to nightlife than just events. You know, there's the stories, there's the rants, there's, you know, different perspectives, a different insight on what nightlife is. You know, whether you're a DJ, you're a bartender, you're a door guy, you like to party, uh, you're an artist, or whatever you do, you know, whatever your role is when you go out, you have your own story, you have your own perspective. And this is what the feedback is about. It's a conversation about these perspectives and really trying to make sense of what nightlife is uh, and not just, you know, here's what's happening tonight. So uh, let's keep this conversation going. On today's show, I get to talk to DJ Don Tizzle or Dante as it like to be called. This is his real name anyway, so that makes perfect sense. And we talk about his first gigs, the Austin DJ scene. We talk about playing for fraternities versus playing for clubs. Uh, we also talk about, um, you know, playing for celebrities like Sway and all kinds of stuff. It's great talking to the guy. Keep up with what he's doing because he's doing great things. Shout out to Perigroso Tequila for sponsoring the show. If Also, if you've called and won a prize, whether it was a gift certificate or a bar tab, uh, make sure you, uh, you go ahead and redeem that and let your friends know that you got it from the feedback podcast. That would be great. Really appreciate that. And without further ado, we got Dante in the house. All right, let's go. And we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast. My name is Back. And today I get to talk to Mr. DJ Don, Don Tizzle. What up, what up, what up? How you up? doing, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm great. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Oh, no problem. Uh, quick side note, uh, my beautiful co-host Jamie is not here today. She's doing making things happen, uh, you know, working on her business. Make sure you check out rejectedheartsclub.com for all your jewelry and all your accessories, all that good stuff. First, I want to welcome everybody uh on the internet tuning in right now uh on mixler uh make sure you share the link it's the feedback bak of course dot com slash mixler m-i-x-l-r uh share the link on twitter on facebook so people can join the chat uh and then i'll be reading some of the stuff you guys are saying get the mixler app man yeah get the app follow just, follow just the feedback the go to soundcloud follow the feedback you and, know and I'll be uh, I'll be taking phone calls later. So if you got some uh, stories you want to tell <laughs> about my man Dante here, <laughs> old school stories, anything embarrassing, I'll take. <laughs> Do it, yeah. Um, Let's get it out there. Also, one one last announcement. Well, we'll be giving away uh, as we do it on every show a fifty dollar bar tab courtesy of Peligroso Tequila. Uh, shout out to Benzo. So if you want to win the fifty dollar bar tab at Dirty Bills Haymaker. Empire Control Room, Black Sheep Lodge, or Plush. It's your call. Literally, it's your call. Just got to call in. The number is 512-539-0225. And uh, call in with your feedback, with a question for Dante or myself. Yeah. And then uh, you might win a uh, bar tab courtesy of Peligroso Tequila. If you like tequila, this is uh, 
It's the show for you. Yeah, if you're an alcoholic and you don't give a shit about me, you just want to get some drinks, you can do that shit too. Yeah, $50 worth of tequila is a lot of tequila, so... I want to hear the best made-up story about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just for my drinkers. Cool, cool. All right, let's get started. So, you're originally from, what, Dallas? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Man, so did you you grow up around music, or how did you... Man, I, I was the kid that was, like, fucking up my dad's turntable. Oh, like scratch tearing up needles with 45s and shit. Yeah. And um I used to I never told them which was dumb as shit, but I never told Did you them. blame it on your brother or something or did you have someone to blame it on? Only child, man. So it was Oh, nobody. they knew it was you. Yeah, they knew it was me. <laughs> they said um before I could really I could really talk, I knew how to tune the stations on the radio. So I was always around music, always around old school shit. My dad had crates, you know. Oh, nice. And he was not a DJ, he was just in the music. So eight tracks, all that. And uh-huh. uh what I, old school, what funk, 70s, every, 60s Man, rock, funk, everything, anything you can think of, blues, doesn't matter. And um, I would always fuck up his turntables, and I always wanted to be a DJ, but I never told them. So, like, every Christmas, I, was, I had my fingers crossed, like, oh, I'm going to get turntables, I'm going to get turntables. I never fucking told them. Uh-huh. So they didn't even know. So you were trying, so when, when, when did you know what a DJ was? If you're, how old were you, first of all? Oh, man, I knew what a DJ was probably when I was five or six, but I didn't really get into it until I saw Rocket. Oh, uh, and uh, oh no, actually, till I saw Juice. Oh, nice. Juice is what really made me want to do it. I thought I was, I thought I could juggle just like they could, and then I realized that shit was so fake. <laughs> <laughs> and I was mad when I was like, "That's not real," you know. They're not even doing the shit. But Juice and, is what made me want to do it. And then you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna get on my desk turntables and yeah." But so you got caught, right? Yeah, oh, all the time, all the time. After a while, he just let me do it because he knew he he had a needle that he would put on there for me to fuck up. <laughs> and then when I leave, you had your own the, needle. Yeah, and he would just put his good shit on because we had one of those big ass console radios. Yeah, that had yeah, like yeah, yeah. Turntable, tape player, eight track. Uh huh. And I, you know, I'm standing on top of something like the crate, reaching in there trying to scratch the record and shit. It sounded horrible. Of course, did you have yeah. tapes from that. Nah, I wish. <laughs> and then what? So going to school? Were you? What were you doing? Dude, I, I kind of gave up on it. Right, uh, I was doing the whole sports thing, and I got to UT and uh, ATX most wanted was a music video countdown that, you know, my homeboy Jared and uh, Roosevelt and a bunch of people were involved in. And um, uh-huh. I can't even name all the names, but um, they needed someone to be on set to look like a DJ. And to it, look like a DJ. Yeah, and they had a small, and I knew music, right? I was doing a little house parties and shit, and they had a small budget. And they were like, you know, go get the equipment. You set up. You can. I'm pretty sure you can do it. You know how it works. Next thing I know, man, I was at uh, fucking, I think Piranha. I can't remember where it was. It was a small record store. Uh-huh. I bought like a $300 DJ in a box kit that had two little monitors, two Gemini turntables, this little shitty two-channel mixer. Uh-huh. Um, I bought it, and that next weekend was Texas Relays, and someone's DJ backed out. Wait, wait, hold on. So, But how did you know? Uh, who, taught, who taught you? Uh, there was a girl named Rochelle. She was an AKA at the time, and she knew I bought, like, they, I was always talking to her. I told her I bought my DJ shit, and she was like, my DJ backed out. I know you don't know what you're doing. Can you just come play some music? That was on my, record. On record. Not even CD, just yeah, record. Straight on re- record. That was my first gig. My first gig. And it was at Latitude 30. And uh, During relays. Yeah, during Texas relays. Fuck. Th- she had a DJ coming from Houston. He ended up showing up. Yeah. But I held it down because I had my few vinyls, a couple of 50 What'd cent vinyls. What did you play? Like, how, how did you know? Man, I was just playing whatever I liked. Yin Yang Twins and shit. And yeah. uh, when her DJ showed up, he let me stay on a little while. And that was my first gig. And I stayed at Latitude. That was like. I got that residency, and I stayed there for, like, the first two or three years, and I would play after their band. They would have bands every week. Yeah. And I would get on for, like, 50, 60 bucks, like a percentage of the bar. Damn. Did yeah. People, did people come up to you or, like, like who the fuck are you? What's your deal? Who, who are you? No, what? man, they didn't give a shit, man. They just wanted to hear music as long as I was playing Where's something popular. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they didn't give a shit. And back then, Relays was crazy. Everybody was everywhere. Like, it was, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like it is now, you know. But uh, did you, did you have a name at the time or no? Hell no. Well, I didn't. What were you? Come on, give me some like I first just, DJ names that you came up with. People were like, what's your name? Dante. Okay, DJ Dante is on the mix. You know, <laughs> just fucking throwing shit out. And um, that's how I came up with Dante. So like I had uh, a buddy named Jarrell. He bought equipment. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, fuck it. We're going to be Blizzle and Tizzle. And uh, wait, was it about the time when Snoop was doing the yeah. Dizzle shit? Yeah. And I got stuck. Right. I hate, hey, but for the record, everybody listening, I fucking hate the name Dante. I hate it. So why, why do you keep it? 
uh, just stuck with it, you know? I mean, people... I mean, it's too late now. Yeah, it is. Or you have to do a whole rebranding? Yeah, I'd have to kill me. Well, what, what would it be if you had to change? I'd have to murder me. Like, well, that's how I came up with Call Me Dante. Oh, okay. You know, because I really want people to legitimately call me Dante like I like my name. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm uh, I'm on the same boat, man. Yeah, I love I love my name too. So. Yeah, yeah. If you're a DJ, man, you don't have to have DJ in front of your shit. Just you know, be an artist. So I like that. Say. I like that's a good that's that's a good philosophy. Yeah. So when you uh, you came you came to Austin in 2001. 2000, oh wow. Yeah. So well, shit. did you did you get into a DJ scene here, knowing that you wanted to be one or? No, nah, man. I never. So I never had the chance to like sit down with someone and mentor. Uh, nothing nah I just, but were you going out like I mean at the time I was going to every party and I was a typical Dallas dude so I was fighting all the time <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a typical Dallas yeah. attitude yeah I was fighting everybody I didn't really pay attention to the mix I just knew what songs I wanted to hear mm-hmm. um, and I never mentored with anybody I never had like a, a formal trainer I just bought that DJ in a box kit and I started practicing at home playing vinyls then I found Rock and Roll Rentals which is okay, yeah. an awesome place and you know I could rent like a CD player and shit and I had my CD book that you have in the car, right? So I figured if I organize this well, I can mix between both. So the relationships I built at UT doing like their soul night and, uh, you know, talent shows and fashion shows, the fact that I was on campus already, uh-huh. that's really how it how it blew up. Like if you can get tied in with a university. Yeah. Well, you were, you you were know, in a, your fraternity, right? Yeah, yeah. So that came while I was a DJ, and that was just, that was the foot in the door, like. And you were, like, the official DJ? You, were you a kappa, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So you're the official DJ of the house or something? Yeah, I did. All, I mean, I still do a lot of kappa shit, but I, I was doing all the kappa shit, all the Delta shit. It was, like, me and Hella Yellow starting at the same time. He okay. had So from Texas State uh, to San Antonio and Austin, we were kind of, we had it all locked. Like, we took on from um, uh, Southpaw, who had uh, Spiro's. Spiros, man, you're going back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody yeah. out there remember Spiros? Uh, say something in the chat because Spiros, I remember, man. Hey, I remember one time uh, the club shut down and we found a pair of pants on a dance floor. Uh-huh. No story where that shit came from. It was just a whole pair of pants. Somebody walked home naked. I remember I walked in Spiros. No, they had, um, so you go in, there's a man room and you go outside and there's another room yeah. in, the, in, in, the, in the back. The balcony, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and they were charging like twenty dollars at the time, or something like that. I walk in, get to the. Uh, by the time I got in there, it was like past twelve o'clock. I yeah. walk in that back room. I saw a chair fly. I'm like, all right, that's it. <laughs> it's <laughs> over. I'm out. You turn. It's over. Yeah. Man, Spiros. Spiros. It had because it was like five clubs. It was South Paul in the main room. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yellow in that. I think the side room. Me on the patio, and then DJ Pretty Ricky upstairs. Yeah. Damn. Locked. Every weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frat, sorority, it didn't matter. But what's weird is that, um, you know, the story I hear a lot when I have DJs on the show is that, you know, if they, they're that hungry to, you know, become a DJ in Austin, you're, you're bound to meet all the right people. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it was like 2001. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mike Swing was already, you know, playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Baby G, Mel, Nick Knack, all those guys were around. I mean, did, I was in did school. Did you go? Did you go? Did you go see any of them, or were you I, just? Man, I didn't. I didn't. I catch. I caught on everybody late because I was in school. So, oh, okay. You know, my thing was the school shit. Like I was an engineering major uh-huh. that was whooping my ass, <laughs> and um, I, I just I didn't go out like that. I would go party and I would come back home. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I didn't. I didn't get the time to like go mentor. Right. You know, I wanted to like see what the scene was like, get out there and find out what people were playing. How they mixed. The only people I knew were DJ LL and Southpaw, or people who DJ parties on campus before. Right, right, right. So was it was it that different DJing? You know, going from a planet at uh, Latitude to playing for. Uh, it was tough, yeah, because that's that was straight up like top forties. Wait, and, at the uh, at the club, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then and then on campus, it's all you know whatever's hot at the time, which was I guess a lot of. Uh, Louisiana shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you have Do you have a format down at that point? Nah, I was you just were just playing whatever. I, I was just doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you make it sound like it was so easy. It's, it wasn't. Like it was a nightmare sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you could fuck up really bad. Like, give me a story. Uh, all right, one okay, time. Don't be scared. There you go. There we go. Story <laughs> time, everybody. Get get together. Gather around. Story time. So, um, I did a soul night, dude. And soul night was like this on campus party where HTUT everybody could come through. And it had a theme. It was like an old school mix, but they wanted all the new stuff. And I didn't have everything on vinyl, and I didn't have everything mm-hmm. on CD. And that was before laptops and before Serato. And I drove a Honda Civic. 
So I pull up in a Honda Civic with speakers, amps, a desktop computer, two turntables, uh-huh. a, uh, a CD player, and a mixer. All this shit plugged in on a six-foot table, and I'm going back and forth between CD, record, uh, computer, like all this shit. This is crazy, and it worked. It, see, again, you make it sound easy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, you know, you just had to know what people want to hear, right? Yeah. And um, Like you had your go-tos, you know, like there was, uh, yeah, like, whatever was hot at the time, pretty much. Right, right, like back that ass up and get it ready. All right, yeah. yeah that, back that I, I think back that ass up will never die. Yeah. It's one of those songs that I think in 2025, you can still drop, and yeah. then girls will still go crazy over that. Yeah. Anybody that went to, to uh, UT between 2003 to, I'd say, seven. Yeah. Back that ass up, get it ready, knuck if you buck. I don't even know. Knuck in the what? Knuck if you buck. It was, it was a crime mob song. Oh, and Tussle, which was a Dallas fight song. So Man, I don't even know those. Maybe if yeah, I hear them. Yeah, yeah. So those were, those were the songs. And see, what's crazy about that is like you get stuck in that mode, you don't want people to think that's the only type of music you can play, you know? Uh-huh. That's the hard part. So when did you transition back to playing in the clubs? Um, well, I was always in the clubs because if I'm doing a frat party, yeah, I'm booking the club, so. And Latitude was the one thing that kept me from getting stuck in that genre because I had to play top 40s. Right. And, you know, 90% of the, the people coming in there were Caucasian. They were white people, you know? And yeah. they wanted to hear 50 you know, they wanted to yeah, hear... Yeah, 50 was... <laughs> yeah, they wanted to hear Yin Yang. They wanted to hear... Um, I can't even remember, man. Just not what you would play at a college party, which ja, was cool. Ja Rule. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever was on MTV... Well, MTV doesn't show me the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever was on the radio. Right. That's what they wanted to hear. And so, but if you had to... You were, did you ever um, venture out and, date and play, you know, some R&B maybe? Or yeah. when, when EDM started, you know coming up or dubstep or were you just like you know i'm a hip-hop dj yeah so once i got i guess into the scene and i did get to like after all the college shit kind of died down yeah and i got to go out and see mike swing protege corrupt on sunday yeah, corrupt right you know like i got to see that there were people out there playing different stuff uh-huh you know it was a whole new world man it was like all right cool i can go wherever i want to with this music shit mm-hmm. and i'm gonna run with it um and that was and that was it and i started shaking hands and meeting club owners and Every time I did a club for a frat, I would make sure I shook the hand of the owner and the bartenders, right? Right. And I wanted them to remember me because if they're making money, I'm making money. The door is making money. Everybody's happy. Right. So if they need a DJ, call me, you know? So where else did you play that was outside of the frat parties? Oh, man, I got to do, I got, so I got in with every crowd I could. So the hood crowd. So I got to do the hood spots, taste, end up. Zero degrees. End up? Did you just say end up? Yeah. Yeah, Zero. before it burned up. Yeah. All that shit. End yeah. up. If y'all remember end up, man, shout out. Yeah. End up, zero degrees. Um, man, I got to do uh, Maggie Mays. Uh-huh. Because uh, this is before South By, so this is like, you know, if you're going to do something different, it's a themed party. Right, like, right, right. It wasn't like festival time. So besides the hood stuff, where else were you playing? Uh, I got to do... Uh, there were like some 5Ks that they would have on campus, uh-huh. right? and I did one for somebody on campus. Next thing I knew, I was doing like the Walk for Life, like the cancer events. Yes, 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 yes. And different stuff like that. And that was cool because I got to kind of dig into my old school crate. Mm-hmm. And I started building this folder I have that's called Fun, where I get to play, you know, Prince and um, and, 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 and Maze and all this other stuff. And the, what I call Fun, like the, the real old school shit. So at the end of the day, you're you're old school cat. Well, you go back to what you, what your dad had anyway. Yeah, right. yeah. But did you have, did you have crates or? Yeah, I still have them. Crates. I had uh, the flight cases full of vinyl. Uh-huh. I had uh, two big CD books, and I would uh, make two copies of each CD so I could do doubles. Right, right. And I would label them. You know, what time, what track it was, how long it was, so I knew how long I had before I could mix in the next song. Uh-huh. Like I was really meticulous about how I wanted to separate everything. You know. Do you? Uh, here's here's the question. Let me ask you this: um, If you're if you're a Kaba, were you were you allowed to play for another house? Or that, that's the rule. You can't do that. I was. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard because after a while, like the Alphas, they got their own DJ, uh, Bananas. He was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think the Qs had a DJ. I can't remember. They had. I don't know if they had to go to. But, but yeah. that that was okay. Like you didn't have to. There was no drama just because you're a copper and then you're. Well, before the French shit, I tried. You know, I was kind of cool with everybody. So right when that, I didn't, I wasn't that dude that changed. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I kept all day. Fuck y'all. You know. Not, 
no, I was pretty chill, you know, all the way through. So yeah. So do you do you think you have a like a target audience at this point? Nah, and you know that's what we were talking about earlier, man. I want to be able to play for anybody. Like the whole requesting, if a DJ gets a special request, you yes. know, he wants to stick to. It. Nah, man, let's let's throw some weird shit in there. Let's push some limits. That's why I do like that Suavemente mix. Mm-hmm. And I'll you know I'll mix it with something else or the peanuts. I got a mix I do with the peanuts theme song. I've got one with Sesame Street. Just random stuff I want to throw in there and kind of flip it. Yeah, and make it work. Do you feel like you have to educate people when you play? Uh I don't want to say it like that, man. Well, okay, I mean, no, not educate as in you know it. They don't know. It's more like um, you know. I grew up with a DJ. My older brother's a DJ, and I asked him a long time ago, and he was like, you know, my my duty is to Introduce new music. Still play, you know, stuff that, you know, people w- would enjoy. Yeah. But every once in a while, you know, drop some shit that will, that, oh, holy shit, it just came out like five hours ago. Oh, yeah. That, that kind of stuff. You got like, You yeah. got to break music. You have to break music. But the hard part is everybody thinks their song is the next hit. So if you're uh-huh. trying to, you, you, you want to break some new stuff and people don't know what it is, they kind of stop moving. But if you're strategic about it and you know that it's getting popular among a few people, yeah. and you drop it and you see a few people going crazy in the in the club, then everybody else is like, I need to know that. Why do I not know this dance? Or why do I not know this song? And that's how you break music. Right. You know, you drop it. You say, hey, this is that new shit. The few people that know what it is are going to go nuts because they're on whatever that new hotness is. Uh-huh. And everybody else is like, oh, man, I need to know what that is. I don't want to look. And you get a mic when you play, usually? Yeah, yeah. You see, that, see, that's the thing that you don't really see that often anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, Favo got a mic. I remember Corrupt was on the mic at, at Fed. Still does it uh, at 219, uh, where it can be like, yo, I'm about, you know, check out this new whatever. Hella Yell is on, yeah. <laughs> is on the mic, too. And so... You got to talk you, shit. You got to. Yeah. I think you got to walk not too much either yeah. to where you're, you people can listen and you're just like talking shit the whole time. There's a balance. Yes. You know, people have to be able to keep their groove, but if you're dropping it out too much for them to even keep the beat, then you're wasting your time, right? You don't want to yell at them. Yeah, yeah, Fucking just... Dance, motherfuckers, dance. Yeah, yeah, you want to leave You don't know this shit, dance. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, fuck y'all, I'm going to drop it anyway. (laughs) Nah, it can't be that guy, you know? Do you... Okay, do you do the whole thing where, you know, you play a song, and then you're like, okay, there's a sample to this, and I'm going to drop the sample. I'm going to drop the original joint. Yeah, I do. Right, but but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. You can't do the whole... All right, let me play the original joint, and then let me just mix in the joint everybody knows. I've seen DJ do it. I mean, everybody does that. Yeah. But I'm saying when you go, all right, let me, uh, I don't know, if you don't play, uh, what's that that, that Kanye song? Um, she gave me money. Yeah. I sing it. Yeah, and then you just play the original, was it Ray Charles joint? Yeah. And then just play that and not even play the Kanye shit. I do sometimes. Especially with juicy and juicy fruit, but like yeah, you yeah. got to do it in reverse, right? You got to be able to take some somebody somewhere else, and yeah. they stick with you. Uh-huh. And that's the hard part. We were talking about that, you know. If you come in the club and you want to hear a specific song, but you don't, the crowd's not with you, you can't just you can't just go where you want to. You gotta you gotta build them up. They gotta be they gotta they go on a ride with you. And then once you get where you want to, uh-huh. you can play whatever the fuck you want. You can turn it into a family reunion. And play all old school shit, and then come back to the new shit. Right, right, right. right? And and I know, and I'm uh, I'm guilty of that myself. I'd walk into a joint, and then and I, but I'm smart about it when I ask for a song, though. I'm yeah. not, I'm not asking any. Uh, I don't I don't have stupid requests. At least I don't think so. Correct me if I'm wrong. All DJs I know who are listening right now, uh, let me know in the chat if I ever have a stupid request. But I think I'm pretty good. Uh, but I totally understand that you know you're not playing for me. And you're playing for, you know, for the crowd. So if yeah. you're in, you know, on that uh, hood stuff or whatever, <laughs> whatever you're playing and I walk up and I'm like, uh, give me some far side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give me a, give me some Shanice. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. That'd be, but I, I totally understand. I totally understand. I mean, I heard 5-0, you know, 5-0 was kind of talking about it when he was on the show. Yeah about how you got to be strategic about how you play people's requests and you don't want to play drop something and then that person's not even fucking dancing. Yes. Because that shit's annoying. Well, not only that, but he said uh, play a song and you play it right away. Yeah. And then that makes him think, okay, shit, he just played it right away. What else can I can I request? Yeah. And then they come back at you with some other shit. Yeah. Do you, had, get, do you get a lot of those? Man, no, man. Because typically don't? what they're asking for. Is it, a, is it really a white girl thing? 
Black folks don't request. Nah, man, it's people that are in, <laughs> <laughs> it's people that are feeling a certain way about whatever's going on. I had a couple that had just got married and they wanted to hear the song that came out to their wedding. And I was like, nah, man, it's a fucking sad ass love song. You know, I don't can't just drop this shit. What was the, what was the song? I can't even remember. It was something I don't even know why I had it. I just looked in my computer and I had it. So. <laughs> and uh dude handed me a hundred bucks. Right. I don't know why or how I had it. You know, a lot of times I have random shit. Um So you went and just I talked, it. I talked to him and I was like, hey man, everybody showed this couple some love. They just got married. You know, this is for them. And, and people give you like, oh, you can give them 30 seconds of the song. <laughs> and then it's back to the real shit. But if you, I guess if you talk to the crowd, right, if you know your crowd is good. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just dropping, if you're just trying to drop all the hits and your crowd doesn't really know who you are and they don't care. Right, right. Yeah. Do, do you have some kind of formula that you go by? Like, you know, some DJs will go, okay, I have my my 20-minute set of 80s joint, and then I'll switch to hip-hop, and then I'll switch to some more pop, poppy kind of music, or I don't never play the same song, same song twice. Some DJs will tell you, Protégé never yeah. plays the same song twice. Yeah, that's a, and that's a great rule to so have. And it's, it's hard, right, with downtown, because this is... This is a bar hopping city, right? This yeah, is, you yeah. got to keep the attention of the crowd. You can walk down down the street and you hear the same song on the left, the same fucking Fetty Wap. And on oh come on, don't give me. <laughs> <laughs> I told Five O, you play that Fetty Whoop shit, and I walked Whoop. out. <laughs> I call it Fetty Whoop. Yeah. And, but it, anyway, do you, have, do you have some kind of formula like that? I try not to stick to those, man. I don't want people to predict what I'm doing, man. And a lot of times it's, it's a crutch because I won't post a mix. I won't. Uh, I try not to do stuff every night because I don't want people to say, oh, he's about to do that fucking peanut. Most people don't, that. unless you're really like hardcore DJ fan, like I am. Yeah. I'll, I'll play DJ Bingo and guess the next track, but that's me. Yeah. But I'm, but most people just have to have a good time. If, you, if you're, if you have like a, like you got this solid set, like it's a, you know, solid 10 minutes of, I don't know, Michael Jackson, whatever yeah. it is. You know, but you know, like you got that shit down, yeah. and you know exactly when to cut, when to go in, when to go out, and then you play that. I don't think people will really care. Yeah, typically they don't. But what happens is if you have someone that's around a lot of talented DJs, if I walk in, yeah, right, <laughs> right, and and that's don't how worry I feel. about me. Do not worry about me. When I hear a good mix, I get chills. When I'm when I when that's I true. drop a good mix, like some crazy shit that people weren't expecting, I get chills. Right. So uh-huh. people who are around DJs like that pay attention more. And but that's not the majority, right? You realize that. In Austin, it is more so the majority. Think about, all right, let me tell you my theory on Austin nightlife, right? Go ahead, please. Austin, Austin is Give me sport. your feedback. Like, when you look at Houston and Dallas and other markets, like, you got to go through way more to party, right? You got to go to a certain area. You have to drive a distance. You got to pay right. to park. You got to yeah. pay to get in. You got to pay for bottle service, mm-hmm. pay for drinks. Austin, you go to one area. If you don't like a bar, you leave. You go to another bar. We're right. spoiled, right? Yeah, people don't realize that, but yeah. Yeah, and in the bigger cities, a lot of times people don't care about who the DJ is because they went through so much shit to get in the club. They're there. Right. They're going to hear their few hits that they want to hear, but they're, they're not leaving to go to another club. Right. Well, down here, I don't like this DJ. Let's go somewhere else. I'm out. My whole group is out. We're gone. You know, I don't yeah. want to hear this EDM shit. I want to hear some 90s shit, yeah. you know, and vice versa, so. People pay attention, I think, more than more than you would think. And I get, like, people that text me, hey, I just heard this DJ do this mix I thought was dope, or I heard this DJ fucking up. Where are you? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. People, people pay attention. Like you do. They may not speak on it, but they definitely I speak pay on attention. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I and make sure I speak on it. No, nah, but that's, that, that's, that's absolutely right. And we've got some dope-ass DJs. No, we do. Austin, We're, I think Austin is spoiled with DJs. It is. It's spoiled with DJs. And, and like I was telling you before we, we uh, turned the mics on, you know, if you look at the roster of people that that we've had, you know, Chicken George, Mel, who's doing great things, Knickknack, Baby yeah. G, uh, Protege, shout out Mike Swing, Slice, Kid Table Manners, Petty Grossa. I mean, and and you're gonna walk in the spot, and you might not even know who's playing. Yeah. But the only thing you have to judge is what he or she's playing. Right. But you. I don't understand, for example, like, like I'd be at a spot and let's say, uh, um, I don't know, like Kiss Slice is up. One of my, one of my favorite DJs, Kiss Slice Me is too. up. And then the place is not, is not packed. And I'm like, and people come in and walk out. I'm like, wait, hold on. You don't, do you know who that is? Yeah, you don't want to miss this mix, no, right? Yeah, this is, this is Kiss Slice playing or this is Mel playing or this is, uh, you know, 
fucking uh, Orion playing. Yeah. Why are you leaving? But they don't know. I think, I think, you know, I do understand that people go out and they want to have a good time. Girls want to dance, of course. Yeah. But um, there's not like a recognition in terms of, okay, well, I'm going because such and such is playing. It's getting there. It's getting there, but I don't think it's 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 uh it's big enough. And that and that's that's kind of the uh the idea behind my transition, right? I wanna I wanna move away from the DJ in the club to the DJ who drops his set and I'm here to hear this dude set. Like right. I wanna I don't wanna do parties, I don't mm-hmm. wanna do clubs, I wanna do shows. Like my coworkers, right? Corporate mm-hmm. America, they're like, When's your next show? And I'm like, Well, it's a party, you know, so I'm kinda playing whatever. But they're like, When's your next show? Like when do we get to go stand there and watch you do your thing? And I was like, that's that's the feel I want. Like the shit the male does. Yeah. That's the feel I want. The way that slice mixes, that's the you know, that's that's the way you want to be. I wanna drop what I wanna drop and you're gonna love it and you're gonna dance to it, right? Like, I mean Shout out to the girls, right? Like, so I wanna be her. And yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. And um and K Cali. Like K Cali, like K- dr- shout out to K Cali, man. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they drop the shit they wanna drop. Protege drops the shit he wants to drop, man. Yeah. And it's like, hey, let me pay attention to your set. But you know, um, if you're if you have a residency somewhere, so b- besides Latitude, where were you pl- where were you playing on the regular? Man, I had let's see, so like, like where you stayed for a while, and then people like look Don Tizzle is here. So did it you was, ever get that? Yeah, it was all the you know how they had all the UT football parties. So yes, Spiros, uh, Republic Live, Aces. Yeah, it says the Aces right. was nuts. You yeah. know, it was like three, almost three levels before they converted it to yeah, two yeah. clubs. So anything that was UT football, all the Kappa parties during relays, all their pool parties, all the AKA parties, like all that stuff. My residency stuck with that. So every weekend. People know Don Tizzle is here. Yeah. See, that, and I think that that's what, if you're going to play downtown, that's what you need to build. It takes time. It really does. Like the stuff that, like, that Corrupt was able to pull off at Red Fest, you awesome. know, that takes yeah. time. You know what? Uh, what Five O is doing at Lux? You know, same thing. Yeah. You can't tell um, uh, Protege what to play because he's at Handlebar. He's pretty much built the crowd, mm-hmm. and he drops whatever he wants. I mean, not going crazy, you know, but whatever he got something that works, and people come because yeah. they might not know his Protege. Well, no, I think they know his Protege yeah, at this point. They know, they know with the mustache. They know. Yeah, they know Protege. Yeah. Um, and they go for that, but that takes time to build. And I think, I mean, Mel's been around for <laughs> I don't know how long. Yeah. And so, uh, so you're trying to get out, man. It's so me and Yellow talk about this all the time. You know, like me and Yellow have been boys since we we started, like, right? Since 2000, I want to say two, three, somewhere. Like we've been since the we drive. He drove a Toyota Corolla. I drove a Honda Civic. And we used to pack all our shit in there and go do these gigs and, <laughs> and, and have to fight the promoters. shout out to Leon, man. Right. Had to fight the promoters at the end of the night. It's it's getting to a point where it's anti-promoter, right? And, you know, no hate, no. Some promoters do the shit right, but they mm-hmm. don't have enough patience to build what Red Fed, what Red Fez was mm-hmm. or what some of the other bars have. Like, you want to build the look and feel. You want the right crowd to come in here. We It takes patience. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, you can't yeah. just open your doors and tweet a couple uh, tweet a couple tweets, do a couple Instagram posts, and think shit's just gonna jump. Nah, man, it's but, not like that. But do you think that over time you were maybe uh, you were playing to that crowd for that crowd for so long, and that's what really kept you? Whether it's the it's the frat parties or playing that you know those uh, those bars, the latitude not la- not latitude, but um, what was the? I don't want to say hood bars, but yeah. I just said it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean yeah, it is what it is. Um, I think so. I think, I mean, it gave me the opportunity to show people a little something different, right, too. Right. You know, like, they would expect a certain mix and get, like, oh, there's some gems. You just dropped a couple of gems. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, And uh, I'm really, really thankful for a lot of the relationships I built, man, throughout uh-huh. the years because I don't, you, you know, I don't I don't flood people's timelines with flyers and shit. I, I know, just, I know you don't. You just, you'll walk in and, oh, shit, Dante's mixing. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, and, and now it's out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, Dante's playing. Yeah, and it's, it's just, <laughs> Surprise. it's really... I'm really thankful for the people I know. All the weddings, so I do a lot of weddings now. Mm-hmm. And really what it is is all the people that were in school when I was mixing in school are getting married now. So they're like, all right, let me get Dante so we can go back to the undergrad days and he's going to mix it up, and, and that's how it works. So mm-hmm. once I run out of friends that went to UT, I'm going to have to start advertising because I, <laughs> I won't have any more clients and shit. But. Do you ever, um, uh, like, what's the most insulting thing that you've... Uh 
that you have to deal with as a DJ? Oh uh, man, it's gotta be it's gotta be the promoter thing, man. It's gotta be dealing with the money with promoters. I don't care about people's special requests and yeah, them getting mad and asking for random shit. You know, if your set speaks for itself, right? You know, people are gonna have a good time. You're not gonna please everybody. True. But when it comes to uh, you don't want to you don't want your craft to depend on the money you're getting at the end of the night. You want to be able to get in there and have fun. Mm-hmm. And we should be able to be in an environment where we don't care how much we're getting paid. We should get paid our worth, for sure. You know, let me get louder when I say that shit. But, <laughs> but we shouldn't have to worry about it because I think it affects the way people perform throughout the night if they're worried about what's going to happen at the end of the night, you know? Was there an, a specific incident? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to call anybody out, but... Uh, no, nah, man, it's just, it just you get burnt out on it, right? You get burnt out on this person saying... Hey, it's gonna be a great night. And then at the end of the night, they're like, ah, you know, we didn't do that good. So, you know, I got this. And every DJ can tell you he makes a million dollars at the end of the night. He's been through that. Every DJ has yeah. been through that shit. And, you know, you got the undercutters. Yeah, see, yeah, that's what 50. I mean, every DJ has gone through that. They actually, he called someone out. Yeah, <laughs> on the I show. heard that. That was crazy. <laughs> I forgot his name, though. Mm-hmm. Flacco or something? Something like that. Yeah. But. And that happens, right? But th- at the same time, like, it's a weird balance because if someone's just starting out, if someone's just starting out, yeah. they can't ask for 300 bucks, right? Right, They can I only ask for $100. The cool thing is, and I, I don't want to tell trade secrets, but in my circle, we kind of keep up with each other on, you know, what we're charging, mm-hmm. you know? Well, not only that, I, th- I think if you're, if you're a starting DJ yeah. and, and you're trying to get in the game and you're... You know, you're hungry for it. You're going out, and you meet the right people. You know, one thing one thing that I've noticed over the years is that each generation kind of taught the next. Yeah, right. So when I see, um, you know, Mighty Mike and you know Dick Nixon, like they came under protege Mike swinging them. Yeah, you know. So do you have? Are you like you have a little protege or um, are teaching somebody now? <laughs> Nah, man, no. no? Uh, my, I think the group I hang around is pretty dope, like uh, Ill Bill, General Mills. Yeah, Mills uh, dope, yeah. You know, King Louis or, well, Louis Rocks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yellow, like, that's those are my boys, right? And uh, we kind of kind of keep everything within the circle, like, as far as passing on gigs. And then there's, you know, other people outside that I definitely reach out to if I've got opportunities. But mm-hmm. we kind of keep the money-wise, what we're charging and what we're asking kind of around the same range because literally we could be sitting in a room and a promoter texts me and I say, I'm not available. He'll text Leon, yeah. oh, I'm not available. He'll text Billy. Like, they go down the row. Uh-huh. And we're not going to undercut each other, you know. Why don't y'all start your own group? <sighs> I mean... I, yeah, you're right. Wh- why not? Was it like... I don't know. I guess we should. We were talking earlier we should have a podcast just so we can talk shit about all the shit that's going on in hip-hop. <laughs> yeah, we need more of those. Because I group me, we have a group me inside of control. You know, do it, man. Yeah, do it. I think I think we should. No, but the whole group thing, I think, is what um, is what works. Yeah. When you see Pity Grossa, when you see Table Manners, you Table see Manners, uh, yeah. Do Jack Swing, uh, Austin Boogie Crew, and see that's what's dope about Austin, man. You can have all these crews and and like uh, what 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 Slice and and Protege and Swing do with the new Jack Swing shit. Like, there's so much dope different shit that you can go to and enjoy the mix uh with with, with nasties with male like there's there's just different types of there's different scenes where you can see djs really do their thing you know what i mean no i mean I, I, and, and it's easier um to well to sell i would say hey yeah. i'm part of this crew and what i love is is when uh let's say you know chorizo funk goes and plays with kid slice yeah you know, and it's like, well, it's Chorizo Funk from Body Rock and, and uh, Peligrosa playing with the Kiss Lights from uh, Applied Pressure and Table Manners. Right. And then you got the name recognition. Be like, oh, well, I don't know who that is, but it's part of this crew. And, you know, and I like what they do. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I think it works. Yeah, yeah. From a hip hop scene, I'm a part of a coalition. I'm a part. I'm a go DJ. And, uh, and the connections you make there, like it's all about just like being in a frat. You make the connections. You have the hustle behind you. People would pay attention. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But to kind of jump back on the whole undercutting thing, I would take undercutting personally. Like, hey, I'm not busting my ass in the club for for a promoter to even stick with me over someone that's trying to undercut. If what? my mix is not dope enough. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, I can explain it. So uh, <laughs> if um, if I'm not doing my job, uh-huh. then, yeah, somebody can take my spot, whether they're undercutting me or not. But if I'm really, like, in there fucking it up, then they will want to keep me. Like, they're like, I'd rather pay this amount than take you for $100. Right. And that's how I would take it. You know, if the bartenders aren't dancing and pouring drinks, then I'm not. If they're, if, if I see bartenders texting, mm-hmm. I'm not doing my job. Right. If the yeah, bar, be busy, yeah. if the door girl is not, you know, if they're charging the cover and she's not making tips, I'm mm-hmm. not doing my job. Like I'm not keeping people in here. You know, I get it. All right. I got a, I told you I had a surprise. Oh, come on, man. Can I? I? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, I'm talking to DJ Don, Don Tizzle. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. I see a lot of people in here. A lot of people. This is dope. This is dope. I'm going to turn the phones on in a little bit. Uh, but first, I'd like to play this joint. Because one thing that Dante forgot to mention is that he was a rapper for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so he was part of his crew called was it A and D. Yeah. So what does that what A and D stand for? Oh man, it was uh, hey, there was uh there was a lot of us. One of my frat brothers, B Coop, he was like, Man, I'm gonna start making beats. And he put a mic in the closet. Uh-huh. And he was like, Hey, let's start spitting. And we had my homeboy Jelani, we had uh Jada Man. Like we had a bunch of people rapping. One of our homeboys died, you know, rest in peace. Uh but it was just dope that we could just go spit whatever the fuck we wanted to. And I was like, you know, a sophomore in college, so I'm fucking lying about shit that I'm doing, knowing it's not true. <laughs> and, and that's why I stopped doing it, because I didn't want to rap about shit that I wasn't All right, let me, uh, I, I got to drop this song. <laughs> y'all y'all listen, this is called What hey, I Do. Hey, don't record this. Hey, fuck y'all, man, in advance, because this shit is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny. It don't matter. This is, this yeah. is from 2003, first yeah, of all. It's, it was fun. But it was just fun to do. Yeah. So... This is uh, what I do by Lil Dante at the time. Yeah, Lil Dante. <laughs> hey, you still live, man? You want to comment? And the shit I didn't do. That's what's crazy. I didn't do any of that shit. <laughs> That's you? Text my formula like a professor. Hey, I was talking about math, man. I was in uh, engineering <laughs> calculus <laughs> and shit. Bag it up and move it through the city. What I do? Keep my sex better than a tip. What I do? Stop the light and call All right, all right, I'll stop. I'll yeah. stop. I'll stop. <laughs> that was funny, man. That was right? Really funny. Yeah. That was funny as hell. <laughs> and I got a text from one of my homeboys that said he's recording that shit. He's going to play it at my wedding. So, uh. No, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's on iTunes for nine ninety nine. God damn it! <laughs> Shit, uh, man, we had a whole album, bro, pressed up. Yeah, shrink wrap. It, it looked legit, man. Yeah, yeah. The we, cover, there was like what barcodes. eight of y'all on the yeah. cover and all that stuff. Miko in the back. Yeah, yeah, Miko. <laughs> yeah, shout out Miko, man. He knows what's up. Hey, we used to we did a, a whole photo shoot for that shit, man, and recorded it in a closet. So what happened on Riverside? It was just it was just for fun, and you're like, you it know, was just for fun. Everybody graduated. You know, oh, okay. You know. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the phones on. Uh, the number is five one two five three nine zero two two five. If you want to call in, I'm still giving I'm giving away again a fifty dollar bar tab courtesy of Peligroso Tequila at Plush Haymaker Empire Control Room Dirty Bills Black Sheep Lodge. Uh, just call in with your with your question. Uh, for Mr. Dante here. Give me some good stuff and then the bar tab is yours. Yeah, do Shout it. out to Benzo. Oh, we got a nut. We got a caller already. Yeah, no. Hello, feedback. Uh, it's my co host, uh, beautiful Jamie. <laughs> what up, Jamie? Hi, guys. I'm disappointed I didn't get to interview you today, but I just wanted to know can you tell me one of your favorite ever DJ, uh, kind of like, one of your favorite moments with one of your customers or clients or party goers? Oh, shit. Um. <laughs> that stands out. Well, let's let put it this way. You got to open for a bunch of people, yeah. a bunch of artists. Do you ever starstruck? You have to deal with, you know, some of the artists that you like and then they turn out to be dicks or anything N- like that? No, nah, you can't be, man. You got to be on top of your game because if you fuck up, Everybody's looking at you like, how did you fuck up this famous person set? Like, I yeah. got to do some dope shit yeah. that I by when Future came out and Mike Will and that whole group. And you got to be resourceful, man. If you don't know how your equipment works and you fuck up, everybody's looking at you. But I think my the craziest 
thing that happened to me yeah. is uh, this chick, I was doing a party on West Campus. Uh-huh. Yeah, West Campus is always nuts. This chick, in the middle of requesting the song, just starts fucking throwing up. Like, on your turntable? Proje- uh, no, it missed my shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it missed my shit. Just project out, bah, you know? And I'm like, God damn. Oh, my God. And then she's done. Was the just- song that bad? No, I don't know. <laughs> Look, and then she just stands up and she finishes. She questioned Fetty And then, then she stands up and finishes asking for the song like it didn't even happen. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, good one. All right, Jamie, I got, I got a bunch of people calling. Okay, awesome. Ciao, ciao. All right, child. Thanks for the question. Bye. We're still giving, the, 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 giving away the $50 tab. Call in 512-539-0225. Uh, yeah. Tequila. Who doesn't like tequila? Yeah. Shots. Yes. And I don't drink. So who did you open? Who have you opened for? Uh, give me uh, this is your time to brag right now. Man, I think the the best moment for me is doing the Sway in the Morning show. You know, shout out to Nice Kicks oh, and Greg. During and South them. By? Yeah, during South By. Nice. This, must, this year was my second year doing it, man. And it was just dope to see Premiere. Oh, uh, man. Through, man. And then, you know, like uh, Future, Fetty Wap, and all these other people. All the other people that are hot now. Did you uh, meet them? Or you yeah, just- yeah. I got to meet I was like on... You're on the, on the show, like mixing. I kind of bum rushed my way in there. I brought the equipment. Wonder wasn't there. I started mixing, and I did the whole show, uh-huh. both days. I had to be there at like six in the morning to set up. And how did you get that? Uh, man, the first year they did it, um, they needed someone to help kind of set up the sound so they could hear the show play back. Mm-hmm. And I already had my equipment there, so while they were off air, I just started mixing. You know, dropping some hits, doing my thing, playing more '90s shit because I know that's what. Uh, Sway likes You know what I mean Yeah it's of And course, uh, so After that we shook hands He was like man If you ever get a chance To come to New York You know do your thing The next year He's like you want to mix on air I mix on air a little bit mm-hmm. Then this last year It was a big deal You know I got to really do that shit And it was dope It was That was probably The dopest thing Everybody came through man Nice Days Loaf uh, Just all kinds of people Are you uh, So who's your like uh, The artist right now That you're Following or Loving man, I don't to be honest, I listen to like a lot of uh, trap and, and EDM shit. Really, you and, switched uh, and house and um, and downtown. When, when did the switch happen? I don't know. I don't know. Really? I just it's, I try to I, I listen to everything, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get, I get it. I mean, yeah, you're a DJ. You have to. Yeah, I think I think when trap hit, I got crazy big into it because I knew I could flip random EDM songs and make them sound like a hip hop song and be able to sneak them in in the club. But uh, that's that's what I listen to. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, here's a question, uh, actually, from my co-host again. Kevin, she's co-hosting from a distance. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, highlight and no light of being in no light of being a DJ, like some of the perks, some of the things that are really annoying. Man, uh, the highlight is like, like I said earlier, you get chills when you get the when you really pull off a mix, uh-huh. and if you think of it on the fly, like it wasn't prepared, you just like I'm about to loop this and chop it up mm-hmm. right there, and you get those chills when you pull it off. That's the highlight, like. Or you big ass smile on your face. Right. People are like, what the why is he smiling? <laughs> right. Or you switch a song and you hear that crowd scream. Yeah. See, I think every DJ is looking for that, like, if man, they don't even know what about what's about to hit them. Yeah. And you just drop it and you hear, oh Yeah. If you can get that to happen all night, you had a great night, right? And uh-huh. it's hard when you do stuff like a wedding or a corporate event because you're expecting everybody to go nuts. And they're not because they're in front of their boss and shit, you know. So it's, you got to be able to like turn that off. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the low light of being a DJ would be the balance, man. Having a personal life, and uh, you know, keeping up the scene. Like keeping, you're always busy, you're always on your phone. That's true. Yeah. Do you ever um, any any perks uh, from uh, being a DJ or like in in terms of you know girls trying to holler at you because you're the DJ trying to get a little flirty and shit. Yeah, that used to be the case. Um, used to be? Yeah, when, you know, when I was doing more more of the ratchet shit, you, you run into that. And girls always try to, you know, uh, flash the titties and shit or something to, to make you want to drop a song for them. But it's, I mean, what are you doing? Like, are you, you, don't, you don't fall for that? Nah. Nah, man. Oh, come on, man. Typically, it's something you were already going to play. Little Dante would. Yeah, Little Dante <laughs> would, yeah. But no, nah, man, after a while, you know, it's you, you don't want to get caught up in that environment. You want to do your mix, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see that shit all the time. That's going to happen. People are going to flirt. You got to learn how to control and, and keep moving. So uh, Jay's asking, you still pushing that Civic? Nah, man. <laughs> Civic, the Civic is gone. <laughs> yeah. Jamie's asking, do you get <laughs> you get a lot of, a lot of blowjobs from being a DJ? <laughs> hey, hey you never know, man. Hey. 
Chill, man. <laughs> nah, I don't. Nah, nah, man. I, that's what she's. That's what she's looking for. That's I'm, the kind of question she asks. I know, right? She's trying to get me in trouble. Look, I'm, I'm, and I'm. You know what's crazy? I'm sober. Like I don't drink, so I'm on my p's and q's. I don't slip up. But did you used to? Nah, I've never, never? had a drink. I've never had it. And my my homies know that shit. Like I've never had a shot, a beer, nothing. Never. Nah, man, nothing. Wh- why is that? Uh, just personal choice, kind of. You know, like you tried, you didn't like it. You had a I've bad never episode. tried. I've never tried. Really? I've never had. A never drink. in the family. Nobody drinks in the family. Oh yeah, people drink in my family. You know, but I promised my mom I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Just to kind of avoid man, mad respect, that. man. Yeah. I gotta say, people don't believe that shit. People think I'm wasted sometimes, but nah, I'm not, man. I've never had a drink before. <laughs> Chauncey Wiley in the chat goes, "Next shot's on me, man." See, yeah, that's the, that's trouble right there. <laughs> No, but I, I mean, it takes a lot. Now, I, I applaud people who are who can be in a nightlife environment, whether you're a DJ, uh, you're a bartender, uh, you're a door guy, and you don't drink. People get pissed if you turn down their shots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, I've had a few people that, like, learn that I don't, so they'll show up, what you want, Red Bull or Sprite? And they'll bring me a Red Bull and a Sprite, and I'm good. Nice. You not on that Topo Chico yet? Nah. No, you don't like it? Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Every DJ I know, well, a lot of DJ I know on, on that Topo Chico. Yeah. I don't drink, but Topo Chico is a, is a good look when you're at least you're drinking something. Yeah, and you know, bringing a cup of water. Yeah, man, that's dope, man. I forgot, I forgot you didn't drink. Yeah, a lot of people don't don't realize it. Never, never, nothing, not a smear, not, not a Zima. Remember Zima? Yeah, I never had a Zima. Give it up for Dal Tizzle <laughs> right here, man. But and it gives you a whole different perspective because it you're does. the sober one and you see all the bullshit and all the drunken madness. And that's what makes it, you know, like you talk about girls flirting and shit. Yeah. When you see that shit while you're sober, you're like, "What the fuck is she doing, man?" Like, it it, it well, changes how you it because cha- after a while, you uh-huh. know, in the beginning, like the first few years, I was like, "Oh shit, man, they all over it." No, after a while, you're like the same drunk chicks. Uh, it was there one that always came to you that was really reluctant. Uh, like she wouldn't give up. Uh, nah, not that I can remember. You didn't have like a hardcore fan, like Dante. Nah, man, because I would always have like a million people around, you know, in the booth and shit, especially during college parties. Yeah, true, true. There was always way too many people up there for that shit. Like, either if my homegirls were up there, they were fucking blocking, like, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they were like liming up there, like, nah, get that shit away from here, you know. And and my homeboys would watch that shit too, you know. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to meet somebody, we'd make it happen. But, um, yeah, I'd have to worry about a lot of that. So so at this point, what are you, like you're saying, you're trying to get to the DJ Mel level. Yeah. Uh, what What is, um? so how are you it's a, doing that? It's a strategic move, man, to try to do more uh, positive resume type events, like more... Being positive, like it's been negative. You know, you say like, that like, like it's well, been like, negative. Hey, well, think about it. Like club names constantly change, right? Yeah. So I can't put club so-and-so on a resume and it's not True. open anymore. Hold on, get a call. Yeah, you're on the feedback. Hey, uh, DJ Don Tuzzle. Oh, um, I went to college with you, man, and I was trying to see if uh, if you still interact with the crowd like you do uh, used to back in the day, uh, Hop from behind your turntables and get down with everybody. Yeah. You used to do that? Yeah. See, only a few DJs I know did that. Manny used to do that all the time. Kiss Slice does it, but I didn't know you did that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. Also, but he's at, he's trying, this J.O., he's trying to be funny because he knows I used to jump off and fight and then come back and drop the song again. Sober, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sober, and then he would get down with us, too. Yeah, yeah, we get out there and, and we get live and then, you know, get back to the mix. So you don't do that anymore? I do sometimes. I remember... uh one thing I did at Aces, I had a little Bluetooth adapter uh-huh. on my on my laptop, and I plugged the uh, the bass into my mixer, and that's when uh, Oh Let's Do It was hot, I believe. Who? Oh Let's Do It, Waka Flocka. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, I unplugged my laptop, dropped it on Bluetooth, and got in the crowd with the laptop, and like got live with him. Man, see, <laughs> I I would pay to see something like that. Yeah, I swear, man. See, at, if if you know that you go to you go to a bar. And then he just, you know, regular top 40. Yo, J.O. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just make sure you're still there. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, DJ just playing, just doing regular stuff. And I go to the next, next door, and the DJ's in the crowd with his laptop? Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. That's was, dope, Yeah, man. free live. Because I wanted, for me, it was it was like, I'm partying. And J.O. can tell you, man, I'm I'm partying with y'all. Like, it's, I'm getting paid to party, right. you know? 
let's do this shit. Like, I don't want to just drop songs just to look cool. Mm-hmm. I want to have a good time. So I'm going to play the stuff that I would get out there and get live to. Right. And then I'm going to get out there with you, you know? Nice, nice. Well, that was, that was a good question, man. Thank you. Hey, uh, you want you want the bar tab? Oh uh, well, I I, I uh, just stopped drinking myself. So, and I'm not in Austin. I'm in Fort Worth, Funkatown, Texas. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out, my homie Jo. I just did all his right, wedding, all... man. His wedding was dope. Oh, man. nice. Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. All the best, all the best. Thank you for calling. I appreciate that. No problem. All right, ciao. Man, you should play with with your laptop in yeah. the crowd. That's dope. Yeah, man. Uh, here's another question here from uh, Tanisha. Who's your uh, biggest inspiration in the hip-hop community? Oh, man. Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff? Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Good. Man, Jazzy Jeff. You're going up there. He's still doing it, man. Oh, he is. He is. Oh, he's like, he'll be in New Zealand tomorrow or some shit like that. Just crazy. Nice. All right. You on the feedback? Yo, what up? Adler. What's going down? Yo, Mario. <laughs> what up, homie? Hey, this is the first black dude I met hey, can at you, the University can, of Texas. Can you turn your computer down? Yeah, hold on. All right, cool, cool. First black dude I met at UT, man. How, how, From how, New York. How, how do y'all meet? Man, we just I, I don't we just bumped into each other, right? Yeah, we were uh, doing orientation. Yeah, and Jester. The student orientation. And he had to teach me about like uh popping trunk and screw music <laughs> and all that. <laughs> he hated that shit. He hated screw and chop music. We just kept playing that shit. Hey, Yo, that shit was wild. <laughs> that shit was wild. But anyway, I got a question for you, man. What's up, man? Right, so if you wasn't um, DJing, what else would you want to do with your life? Film. Really? For sure. I was a film student, man. I switched from electrical engineering to communications to do film. Are you and, still doing uh, that somewhere on the side? Or? Yeah, yeah. I work with uh, my homie Chad Happens, man. We put, we're putting together scripts for uh, some, some spoofs, some funny shit. Because uh-huh. I used to, at UT... I used to do these commercials to advertise the parties for capital parties, like, and we would do spoofs of real commercials, and some of them are on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, yeah, film for sure. You have any, you have anything coming up uh, in terms of that, or yeah, we've got a uh, we've got one that we put out a few snippets of. It's uh, you know how to the wrong way to make a special request. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of shit coming out. He's got a he's got a trophies uh, cover called selfies. And uh, shit like that, man. Yeah. Nice. Shout out to Chad, man. Yeah. Appreciate that, Ella. Yeah. I that was good. Do that was film, good. Man. Hey, you want that tab? All right. Nah, I'm not even in Austin anymore, man. What? But I would have <laughs> take that tab, though. Damn. Man. All right. All good. You need to come back, man. Right. Come back with, yeah. with go yeah. some dance hall joint. I'll try to hit, hit y'all up on the weekends or something, but, you know, the job move. Where? <laughs> oh, all right. Get the money. Do what you got to do, all man. Right, yeah. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. No problem. All right, y'all. All right, here's another another question here. Uh, you ever de- would you like to DJ out of the country? Or you ever had to? I have. Oh, where? yeah, I've done. Uh, I've been in Mexico. I've done a wedding in Mexico. Nice. Was that on the beach on a resort? All expenses paid. Uh, all inclusive. It was. Dope. Wait, did you have to? Who was the for? It was uh from my friend Deandra, man. That I grew up with in high school. Uh huh. And uh, she, it was in um, Playa del Carmen. Oh, of course. Yeah. Beautiful, man. I had a room room on the beach with a jacuzzi. Uh-huh. It was nice. You ever gone on tour or anything with a, with an artist? Uh, no, nah, man, but I do work with a few artists like Anya, Anya and Blue, mm-hmm. and uh, Lil Miles. Local, you know, like local dope, dope Austin rappers, man, that people need to hear a lot more of. Nice. Yeah. All right, we're going we're gonna to wrap things up here. We're almost uh, clocking out an hour. Uh, if you want to call in, get that tab. Otherwise, I'll just uh, drink it up. I, you don't want to see me on tequila, man. <laughs> it's not a good. It's not a. Listen to the last show. Uh, she had a story story about my birthday on tequila a few oh. years back. Oh, shit, it wasn't pretty. Shouts to Beck, man. I met him in <laughs> two thousand and eight. Yeah, shout. Yeah, the Becca's fashion show. Yeah, shouts to Becca. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. Any shout outs you want to make? Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, man. Yeah. And I want to shout out my homie Jay Shine, man. He just shot me in Texas, the homie. Uh he's out of clean. Uh, you know, Yellow, yeah, Mills, uh, Ill Bill, Louie, all the homies in the group, me, man. Uh King Mike. Uh also went to UT. Brimlow from Bat Bar. Like, nice. All my homies, man. But uh you can find me. Call me Dante on Instagram, C A L L M E D O N T E. My SoundCloud, my mixed cloud, everything is call me Dante. The only thing that's still DJ Dante's was Twitter. 
So are those uh, live mixes or stuff you just do at home? Yeah, there's there's some uh, stuff at home, just kind of fucking around. Nice. Yeah, yeah, some a little tone play. Uh-huh. Uh, I tried to put the peanuts one up, but it was too short. I had to. <laughs> I got to add to it. They took it down. So uh, yeah, Mixcloud. I got a few mixes up there. Um, I do a lot of private mixes. So like, if people have a football camp, mm-hmm. I used to do the football, the UT football mixes, the pregame music. Uh huh. I did that for like five years. So I do a lot of the stuff in the in the background. People don't realize. Man, you gotta put it out there, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. That's dope. Keep doing your thing. You know, I've been trying to get uh, Yellow on the show for over a month. Can't I, get a hold. Can't can't get a hold of him. We gotta kidnap him. We gotta <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think hopefully after he hears this one, he'll be like, "All right, I gotta get on seriously." Because we're trying to get at him for a while, but I'll get him. Yeah, I get I get Yellow on the show. All right, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to everybody who tuned in. Shout out to everybody who called. Let a couple friends know about the show, the Feedback Podcast. We do this every Tuesday. Uh, around seven thirty, eight o'clock, live. People, you can you can tune in, you can uh, you know call in, all that good stuff. And uh, I got a lot of plans coming up. We got a live. We're doing a live show at Catones on August twenty eighth. Catone Clothing Store next to uh, Nice Kicks yeah. on Guadeloupe. So we're doing a live show there. That'll be the part three of our series, uh, Nightlife and Dating Word. in Austin. So we're gonna have a pop up shop, lingerie. Uh, rejected heart, rejected hearts club is gonna be there with some uh, get some jewelry, and get some, some jewelry. We're gonna have drinks, food. Uh, so come on through, say what's up. Uh, it's gonna be a live show again, August twenty eighth. That's a Friday around seven o'clock. Also follow the feedback, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, all of that stuff. Just tell a couple of friends. Uh, that's all I'm asking. If you enjoy the show, tell a couple of friends. We'll do this every week. And shout out to Pegroso Tequila for sponsoring the show. And that's about it. Thank you, Don Tizzle. I mean, Dante. And I'm out. Out. And we'll talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao.